Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we're coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones. Gio and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Another Game 5 last night. It was a crazy one, but I thought a disgusting one. I thought this was baseball at its worst. The D word. I thought it was terrible last night. I really did. And I know that it was a close game and there was drama throughout. I thought that was a disgusting display for a number of reasons. How you doing, Gio? It was just four hours and 37 (laughs) minutes of a nine-inning game, blown calls, replays that shouldn't have happened. It was just gross. Just gross. And if you're a Washington Nationals fan this morning, you didn't know how you were going to lose, but you knew you were going to lose. And and stuff happened. I'm telling you, they went back and looked. The stuff that happened in that fifth inning last night, the sequence of events, guys reaching base after a strikeout, catcher interference, hit by pitch, the combination of the crap that happened in that fifth inning never happened in the history of Major League Baseball. At least not the one team, right? Never in one inning. Good morning, Brian. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing better than you. I, I'm not as disgusted as you were, oh, but it was gross. a calamity of uh, errors, and it dragged on way too long. Uh, but that being said, I'm doing well. Okay, good. And, yes. and we'll have some football on the show today, and, and we'll have a lot of fun. Speaking we, of errors, at the end of that joint. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, you, if, you, uh, if you're into drama, you had that last night for sure in this game. But it just, I mean, I guess when you're rooting for one team or another, you're really into it. You're really focused on what's going on. If you're just a uh, sort of an independent observer of what's going on, I don't know how you could have enjoyed that last right. night. Quite honestly, I have no idea. Even the, it, it, I should have known when the first play of the game ended up being reviewed by Dusty Baker for no damn reason whatsoever. <laughs> Guy was clearly safe and ends up reviewing that. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is this the Joe Girardi effect, <laughs> right? Well, you know, it's it's funny. The the big replay, the Lobatone pickoff, right? That big replay is what I did think of Girardi again, even though they're moving on to the ALCS. Yes. The game still lingers. Nothing happened in that game, too. But if you listen to Madden after the game, it was like, ah, I said, let's just do it. Because the video guy said, I don't know, I think he might have come off, but I'm not really sure. And Madden was like, you know what? We got two challenges. Let's just do it. Right. And that's exactly what Joe Girardi should have done in that game, but that's over with. But right. it's that mentality, though, that we were screaming about that you needed to have. And then and then what happens? It finds out that he does come yeah. off the bag for a split second. Uh, he's out. It ends up being a pickoff, and that changes everything in a one-run game. Uh, that was amazing. And, and Weeders being hit by the, the batter during his swing. And, and that one, I, you know, everyone's differing on that particular play. It should be a dead ball, but... 
We just didn't even catch the damn ball, and the ball is behind him. It's a wild pitch, essentially, before the bat even touches his mask. So there, there was just so many things that happened in one inning, let alone one baseball game, that if you've been watching this sport for a long time, you have to be sitting there and say, damn, really? Did that just happen? Did I just see what I, I think I saw? And for the Nationals to be involved, this team – as much as you and, and Mets fans sit here, you know, time and time again, and talk about all the the crazy things that befall your your, your baseball team, the Nats to get to this point once again, and I, we've been watching them since they moved Montreal moved to to the capital there in D.C. and and since they've been playing in the playoffs, and it seems like they just find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Four times in six years they haven't moved out from the NLDS. The stuff that happens to this baseball team. I mean, the GOAT is there now. Mm. I mean, what the Cubs were dealing with, Nationals are dealing with, and they have to find a way. We say it every year. You have to find a way to get over the hump. I don't know if they can at this point. Yeah, it's one of those things where, I mean, you've seen it now with three different managers. You've seen it over a long period of time with different players coming in and free agency and trades and the minor league system, and it's sort of the same thing. Now, they're having great regular seasons, and their teams are really good teams, but they're just not good enough to win in the postseason, and it, it stinks. It's I, I actually think that you know it's worse sometimes when you're that team that's stuck in neutral but a good neutral like this. Like, remember the Atlanta Braves win a division yeah, every single year? Right. Now, they did get one yeah. championship in the early 90s, but they'd win a division every year. You see first round of playoffs, they wouldn't even sell out the place because people are like, well, I don't even care anymore. Didn't they win like 10, 11 in a row? They- yeah, NL East divisions. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's – and you you would see some of that. Now with the Cleveland Indians, too, I mean, think about next year. Mm-hmm. I know it's a real passionate sports town. They love the Indians, but think, all right, you're up 3-1 in a World Series. You lose that World Series. You go on the greatest streak that we've seen in modern baseball winning streak, and then you're up 2-0 in an ALDS and you lose that. What is, I mean, the regular season, unless you're fighting for a playoff berth, what does it even matter? It's the same thing with the Nationals. (laughs) What does it even matter? If you're up by 15 games in September, you just don't care. You can't enjoy it because all you're thinking about is how are we going to choke this thing away when it matters the most? And, and, And that's what you try to guard against. You want to live in the moment and enjoy it while you can right there during that time span. But, yeah, when you've been bitten and you time and time again, you sit there and you can't help but think what's looming on the horizon. Yes, this is a great feeling. This euphoria that we're experiencing right now is wonderful, but we know the other shoe is going to drop eventually. And and that's just a bad place to be for a a fan because you want to get excited. You want to just like, wow, this is just great. What I, what I, I feel right now, this is, I never want to lose this. And then you know, okay, track record history states that uh, this won't last long. This is a fun world, uh, and it's unfortunate for the, these teams. And, and as you said, with the Nationals, they, the faces change. The, the managers change. Players change. Yeah, you have a couple of mainstays, but uh, there are different people are taking part in, in these uh, breakdowns uh, for the Nationals in, in the playoffs. And it has to be so disheartening if you're a National. And just looking at the exasperation on the fans' face during that fifth inning, man, that just said it all. Yeah, and let's go back to the Baez thing. So Baez reaches on a strikeout. We talked about the Weeders mm-hmm. and getting hit with the backswing. And what does that mean? Now, the rule reads like this. 
if a batter strikes at a ball and misses and swings so hard he carries the bat all the way around and in the umpire's judgment unintentionally hits the catcher or the ball in the back of him on the backswing, it shall be called a strike only, mm-hmm. not interference. The ball will be dead, right. however, and no runner shall advance on the play. Now, this was the difference between 5-4 and 6-4 in that fifth inning. Game ends 9-8. Of course, that's why it's important. To me, and you're right, you bring up that point, well, all right, it, it's a it's a pass ball, it's a wild pitch, whatever you want to call it, before the bat comes around. But in the letter of the law here, it sounds like this is a blown call. It sounds like what should have happened at that point is it should have been a dead ball, and that should have been it, and the umpire missed it. But I, I think there's some caveats, too, if you continue to, to read uh, the, the ruling uh, in, in the rule book there. But, but the, the ball, the catcher hadn't caught the ball. The ball was well past him when the bat made contact with, with uh, Weeder's mask. So how can you say that's a strike, the batter's out, and, and and say it's a dead ball when the ball has rolled past the catcher and there's been no contact between catcher and and, and bat. So there, there, that's the hole or the loophole in, in the law right there. Doesn't the, Weeders has to catch the ball? Doesn't he have to catch it for there to be a dead ball at that point? Uh, it does, see, it doesn't, it doesn't say that in what I just read. That's the thing. So, I mean, it's, well, it's a dicey one yeah. for sure, but... I mean, it sounds like no, you I could can call under, it. I can understand the national fans and, and Dusty Baker and everyone fighting that, and, 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 and Weeders were saying that to the ump, leading his case, but uh, to no avail. Uh, he didn't catch the ball, so it didn't impede his progress to catch the down ball. I could see if it, it, it simultaneously happens, and, 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 and he's tr- attempting to make the catch, and the bat strikes him. Okay, fine. Yeah, dead ball. Uh, the batter's out, or depending on what the, the pitch count was there. Uh, you know, he's out, but... The ball's well past him when he gets hit. Right. It's one of these things that logic says that it should have played out the way that it did in the yep. game, but the rule book is pointing to other things, which is one of these deals where you don't, you just don't yep. know how to feel and the, about the, it. And the rule book is not always logical, and it's not a fluid document either. Right, right, of course. And then the Lobatone pickoff. Uh, All right, so, yes, the call <laughs> is right. Where are you he, going? <laughs> he's and he should never even be in this situation. Right. So I will preface it with that. You can't. It can't even be a close call. No. But this is where replay. Sometimes this is not what replay was there for. Is like the guy comes off the bag for like a split second and he's out and it really does feel like it changes what the game could have been. And I know it's a tough position to argue from because. You're saying it's a game of inches. This is why replay is there. He did come off the bank. Yeah. He was out. All right, I understand all of that, and that's why you run into a brick wall with the argument, but I just don't feel like this is why we were supposed to have replay was a guy who gets back into the bag safely and in time comes off yeah. for a nanosecond, yeah. and we can stop with today's technology right on that nanosecond, see that the glove's on his leg, and then call him out in a game five. It just doesn't... It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Well, it, because he, he's he's safe initially, and then he comes off the bag. That's what you don't like. If he's out a, a, a right. immediately, he doesn't even get back to the bag like uh, Ronald Torres for the Yankees the other mm-hmm. night. When he comes off the, the bench to the pinch run for uh, Frazier, uh, he, he was clearly out. Uh, so 
I like replay. I, I'm a big advocate of it because I want to get it right. And, and sometimes is it is it used incorrectly? Yeah, and it's overused maybe, and they take too long. Of course, it, it breaks the flow and rhythm of, of, of the game where we're talking about baseball or, or, or football. But I, I, I'm a big advocate of it. I just want to get it right. No matter what the scenario is, just get it right because so much goes into preparing for these games. It's such a long season, and you don't want it to come down to the – you know the referees or the umpires, uh, their their judgment, and and I know that's baseball purists will say, well, that's part of the game, and that's why we love it so long. Well, I understand that human element that you like. Well, I like being right. Yeah, and, and usually <laughs> I'm okay with the replay stuff. Usually I am. It's just that the spirit of it didn't wasn't intended for plays like that. That's all to me. Is is now we're we're dissecting every little inch of of everything, and the guy, and I think ultimately. The real lesson learned here is if you're a Lobatone, you're an idiot. Like, don't even come close to putting yourself in that situation where you're that far off the bag where they're going to go back and check on you, and then you end up popping off the bag for a second. I mean, he's sliding in leg first, too, but, you know, back into first base. You just, you're a, you're, a, you're a bumbling idiot at this point. You shouldn't even be putting yourself in that situation. That's the overarching discussion, but it just, that was just part of, what made me feel the way I did about this game. This was not, and also, I mean, you get an, a, another home run from Michael A. Taylor last night. Early on in this game, the story of him, he loses his father, he hits the grand slam in game four, he comes back and backs that up with another. That, to me, should have been the story last night. Like, the game should have just been, like, it just felt that was baseball to me, what was happening there. And then you get to the fifth inning and all the stuff that happened there. That was, it just didn't feel like baseball to me. Even Theo Epstein said that, he goes, usually in games like this, I go back and watch him and enjoy him in big wins. This one, I'm never watching again. He said, I'm never watching this <laughs> yeah. damn game again. You know, it just, it, it didn't, it did, the whole thing stunk. I, I, was, I was sitting there watching uh, Michael A. Taylor, and I was thinking about Bucky Dent and, and how, uh, you know, they, they added a, another a name to his name up yep. there in Boston. I was thinking that they're going to change that A to an F <laughs> for Michael A. Taylor. Very true. He, that guy kept coming up nails and they crushed that homer. Uh, early in the ball game, that place was so, so it's such a, a wild environment once he did that. And then he comes up and gets another RBI later in the ball game. But a nice run for not uh, for that young man, but it may have a future superstar on their hands. Yeah, it may be. And uh, those are unbelievable situations for him to come up in back-to-back nights in different ballparks with such big hits. But uh, the second one didn't seem to matter very much as the Cubs move on. And the Chicago Cubs are going to run into a Dodgers team that's been resting a little bit, that got their mojo back, certainly, in their NLDS matchup with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Joe Madden used just about everybody. He had to. Ooh, yep. He had to. But uh, they what don't. What are you saving them for? Right, they, they don't have much of an option for game one. I think everybody was talking about John Lackey getting the start because nobody's really anywhere near rested to make these starts. So uh, the Dodgers have a huge advantage starting off in the NLCS because of what happened in this series. And the Washington Nationals and Dusty Baker, who I know he didn't manage every one of these years, but hasn't won a playoff series since the Bartman Cubs. Mm. The 2003 Chicago Cubs was the last time that Dusty Baker was a manager of a team that had won a playoff series. They're left this morning trying to figure out 
what the hell happened and why does it keep happening? Right, and, and will he continue to uh, steer this, this, this ship? And I think he does. I had no problem with the strings he pulled last night, and we both said yesterday that Scherzer would be the first option. Uh, once uh, they got in, experienced any trouble early in that ball game, they did. Gio Gonzalez uh, definitely, uh, you know, was throwing it seemed like softballs up there, and 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 Scherzer comes in, and that's your guy. And, and it's first two outs, yeah, gets the first two. You're like, we're rolling here. This is cool. exactly how I drew it up or dreamt it. However you want to put it, and and then all the wheels come off, and and, and you have what you had a calamity of errors, and and just uh, just in. Uh, I don't even know how to describe watching that mess. I mean, and that's exactly what it was. And if you're the cut, like man, it was a great mess uh, on, on our part. We'll take it, and, and you will as a player. You take it any way you can get it because they don't ask you how did you win. They just ask whether or not you won. Yeah. Coming up next, an Andrew Bogus update, and yes, more news on Ezekiel Elliott and his suspension. But first, got a little pain. Here's BJ for you. Tell you to get rid of it. Yes, because of Relief Factor, I am out of pain, and many of you have already ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five because you were in pain like I was, elbow problems from pinky toe to my neck. Something was always hurting, and I can tell you honestly, it's not right now and the reason why is because of relief factor and i also have some other good news for you pete and seth talbot the father-son owners of relief factor i know these guys and you're going to be happy to hear that in october right now for everyone ordering a three-week quick start for just 1995 pete and seth are going to send five dollars of that 1995 to africa new life to help rescue and care for a hurting child in rwanda for many many years pete and seth have had a real heart for children needing help and are now doing even more. So bottom line, if you're struggling with pain, back, neck, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or even general muscle aches and pain, go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Help yourself and help rescue a child. Go to relieffactor.com and lower or even eliminate your pain. Relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones, G. Owen Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Amy Dash is going to join us, our CBS legal expert, mm. CBS sports legal expert, in an hour to uh, break down some of the Ezekiel Elliott stuff. Because I can tell you what happened. I don't need a lawyer for that. Why spend that good money? <laughs> His goose is cooked. Yeah, it seems like it, but uh, she can at least help us out with some of the uh, details yeah. of it. Uh, we also have Bobby Valentine joining us. Sweet. Former MLB manager, top of the 8 a.m. Eastern hour. Petey Meats is producing today because Mikey B is on a work trip. Where do you, oh, his San wife's, Diego. Yeah, his yeah. wife's work trip and somehow is on a plane sitting next to another CBS Sports Radio employee, which is very, very weird. Do we know this employee? Yes, it's Ben Horowitz, who has worked on this show yeah. many times. We know ben, we like Ben. Yes. And for <laughs> we like Ben. Right, we, we we like Ben. Mike, yeah. on the other hand, yeah. um, but can only his part of the plane crash. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, see, that's just oh, terrible, Pogus. Is it? That I is that is. Wish that. No, yeah, get serious. hit by a bus. <laughs> you know, that only involves yeah, yeah. him. Can Come they Avis truck? You got to think about all those other people, man. Yeah. Well, Come I said on. his part of the plane. No, wow, well, man. <laughs> so oh. so he tweets out a picture, of Mikey B, our producer sitting next to Ben Horowitz on a plane to San Diego. I I don't know where to begin. I, I, I <laughs> Like we care? I heard yesterday that others voiced my concern that Mike has, has this free trip that his wife's company is paying for this weekend for everybody in San Diego somehow. Yet he only left today 
and he's coming back Sunday afternoon. He's going to have like 30 awake hours in San Diego. Yeah. So I'm like badgering him yesterday. Like, why didn't, why aren't you leaving today? Like yesterday right. afternoon. So you have all day Friday. He's like, no, it's, I'll get there early tomorrow. I can sleep in a little bit, and then I'll get, and and then I, he's at the airport on a plane at five twenty-five. <laughs> when was he sleeping in today? Yeah, I just uh, what? How does Ben Horowitz have a seat next to him though? Yeah, there's that too. What is that? I don't know. That's bizarre. That is yeah. It's a bizarre thing. Whatever. I don't know. The guy just he but lives what? a different type of life, right? And it always makes me angry. Yeah, I don't know what. I'm with you. I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. It just like, it doesn't make any sense. He can't even go on a free trip to San Diego without, without being a dope. Yeah. Like, is. you know the mental jail he was in to take just today off <laughs> because he refuses to take days off, especially when everyone else is here. Right. If we're all off, no big deal. But he can't be the only one not here. It's got to be torture to be him. And then... And yeah. then he's in San Diego for 30 hours to have he has almost no time for fun. You can do a lot in 30 hours. Like, I'm mean, going to be in the gas light district. We're going to be going out to dinner in the tacos in the gas light district. Yeah, I asked him, do you ever go over to Old Town outside of San Diego? Yeah, tacos. That's what he said. He goes, tacos. Duh, really? Duh, tacos. Too bad we can't share the new name for San Diego with our listening audience. Oh, yeah, that was funny yesterday. All right, Bogus, you got an update for us? I do, but first, beards have needs. Cremo Beard Products care for your beard no matter the length. Try Cremo Beard Products available at Walmart and Target. Game five with the Cubs started so well for the Nationals. 1-1 game. Runners first and second. Nobody out. The pitch. Swing it along, drive, deep left field, Jay going back at the warning track, at the wall, it is gone! Goodbye! Michael Taylor has done it again! Charlie slows on Nats Radio after a grand slam to clinch game four. Michael A. Taylor's three-run homer in the second gave Washington a 4-1 lead last night. It was 4-3 when Max Scherzer came out of the Nats' pen in the fifth and allowed four runs. The Cub rally included a drop third strike, catcher's interference, and a hit batter. It just sucks because I just know how hard everybody played. This game's cruel sometimes. The Cubs eventually led 9-6, but then only 9-8, but then Wade Davis struck out Bryce Harper to end the series. Davis, a career-long seven-out save. The Nats have now won the NL East four times in the last six seasons, only to lose in the division series each time, three times in Game 5 at home. The Cubs in the semifinals for the third straight year. Game 1 right away tomorrow night at Dodger Stadium. The ALCS begins tonight in Houston. The Yankees have chosen Masahiro Tanaka to oppose Dallas Keuchel. First pitch is shortly after 8 Eastern. Cam Newton threw three picks. Linebacker Luke Keekley suffered another concussion. The Panthers' two-game winning streak ending on Thursday night football. Head coach Ron Rivera broke down the 28-23 loss to the Eagles from the post-game submarine. We made too many mistakes to expect to win. We really did. And those are things that we have to clean up and shore up as coaches to make sure you know, these, these young men understand. Oh, my, get out of the way, please. <laughs> His offense, especially the running game, was underwater. Yeah, down Periscope. I mean, what, what is going on? I don't know. It's 2017, and this guy sounds like this. We made too many mistakes to expect to win. <laughs> it's like someone put a stethoscope outside of the room <laughs> yeah. that he was talking yeah. in. Yeah. Like, that's how they got the audio. Yeah. 
Gee, you're so right about that. I don't. I it, it, it amazes me. I know that's more of like a radio thing for us to talk about than the listener. They don't understand. But to me, I am flabbergasted <laughs> at how audio can come in like that. Get it off the television, and yeah, it sounds exactly. beautiful off the television. They're crying out loud. Uh, the Eagles, meanwhile, are 5-1 and one after their fourth straight win. Carson Wentz, three touchdown passes. Ezekiel Elliott's once again suspended six games for domestic violence. The 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals vacated the injunction. Elliott won in a Texas court on jurisdictional grounds. Two judges <laughs> ruled that. Did I say that wrong? No, no, Because no, I've been just, nervous. I love it. <laughs> vacated the injunction <laughs> yeah. on the jurisdictional grounds. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Lawyer Face. Who needs Amy Dash? <laughs> Two judges ruled that Elliott's lawyers sought the injunction too quickly. <laughs> they should have waited yeah. for the arbitration process included <laughs> in the NFL's collective bargaining agreement, he he Article 5, scrambled. Line 1, Paragraph 2B. Uh, can you translate, Brian? Uh, what he said was they uh, got ahead of themselves and put the horse before the cart, and now their ass is in a bind. Got Back you. to you, counsel. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Attorney Jones, yeah. uh, can you please simplify this process for us? Because there's a lot of people here that uh, don't quite understand what just happened. Yeah, uh, for the first time ever, a black person arrived early <laughs> and they went to the wrong coat. So now his ad going to be sitting down for mm. about six weeks. Great, thank you. Enjoy the Kool-Aid. <laughs> this is a CPT violation? <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, and as Should have hired a white lawyer. Yes, and as Constable Jones knows, uh, Elliot's camp could still seek a change of venue ah. as it continues its fight oh. here. But for now, his next game is November 30th against Washington. Titans QB Marcus Mariota increased his practice load yesterday as expected, but head coach Mike Malarkey says he still needs to see more from Mariota to play Monday night against the Colts. Marcus sat out Sunday's loss in Miami with a strained hamstring. And the NCAA expected to release its infractions report on North Carolina's academic fraud case this morning. The school requested and received a one-week delay last week. It'll have 15 days to appeal once it officially receives the report. They've been working on this thing forever. Ever. Wow. All right, Bogus, thanks. So hey, a- Bogus. Amy Dash will join us in less than an hour to talk about the legality of it and uh, break it down just like Constable Jones just did. Yes. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, for the Cowboys, of course this is a humongous issue. I mean, and, and now you've got a, a game you just came off of where you felt like you should have won it, and Aaron Rodgers goes and, and, and does what he does and fillets you with uh, 11 seconds to go and the touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. You're dealing with this suspension thing again. You've got your owner who is talking out of both sides of his mouth yeah. about this anthem issue. You got guys retiring out of nowhere, like defensive tackle uh, Paella. Mm-hmm. Or is that the way you say it is, or is that a dish? <laughs> <laughs> That's a dish. It's a damn good dish. <laughs> but, paella. Get a little right. shrimp paella. You can get chicken. Well, the seafood paella. Right, the seafood paella. Casita de Papi and Cabarete. Steven Paella. Steven. Yeah, he was having knee issues when he when he signed with the Cowboys right. through the spring and, and training camp. And through these first four ball games, uh, he's only had uh, what, seven tackles. Seven tackles, yeah, a couple of tackles for loss. So he was dealing with that knee issue. And so he decides to, to hang it up. And they signed Nolan Carroll. Helping that secondary, and they released him yesterday as well. He had a he had a concussion in the Broncos game, 
sat out uh, last week's ball game inactive and uh, it gave signed. three million a three million dollar yeah. signing bonus. Yeah. Ten it was, million deal. It was ten million dollar deal. He's not going to see anywhere near that. Right. Well, it was, it was it was a team million. option. Right. Team option for the last two years on that three year deal. And he played what two games or something like? Yeah, I, that's I mean, good work if you can find it. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So things it. are falling apart for the Cowboys. Well, right and now. and especially you you score thirty plus points in your last two ball games and you still lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's says all you need to to know about their defense and how they have been lacking. Uh, and, and, and if you score 30 points in the NFL, you should win those ball games. Uh, you know, college, you know, you could depend on who the participants are. Totally different scenario. But uh, in the pros, 30 points, you go in and say, hey, you're going to score at least 30. Well, you can chalk up a W, but not when it, we're talking about the Cowboys. And here we go again with this NFL legal process stuff. Yeah. And, and this is exactly what we said was going to happen, even when – the suspension was lifted for that short period of time. That good for him that he can play now, but eventually the NFL is probably going to win this thing because of the language in the collective bargaining agreement as it pertains to the personal conduct policy. Right, and, and, and as uh, Bogus was saying, jurisdictional yeah. issues mm. in this deal where Ezekiel at his camp, they filed too soon prior to – uh, Harold Henderson ruling on this deal, and you knew he was probably going to uphold what the the league had uh, outlined as far as the suspension. But they got ahead of themselves; they were premature in their filings, and and so the Fifth Circuit there in, in New Orleans sent this back to uh, the, the lower courts and said, "Hey, you have to dismiss this because these cats they got ahead of themselves. They they they, they needed to wait until Henderson ruled, and then uh, they could have uh, you know filed an appeal. And they didn't even touch on the fact that." Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and his representatives said there was a failure of due process here. Mm. Uh, you didn't admit Goodell's. Uh, you wouldn't allow us to admit Goodell's testimony or this Thompson character, her testimony. So uh, this is a, a failure of due process. Or the lead investigator saying that she suggested yeah. he shouldn't be suspended right. at all. And exactly. that uh, somehow didn't end up in any of this. It's it's so disappointing. It is. And, and the worst part about it is, maybe not the worst part, but something you can't forget is that it will happen again until right. you have a different CBA that is negotiated. This will happen to another player. Now, there are players out there that I believe there was wrongdoing and they got suspended. There's there's no doubt. We we know those guys' names. With this one, I, I mean, I'll never know exactly what happened between the two of them, but there is no way. I, I watch a lot of Datelines. You ever watch Dateline on NBC? I haven't like, in a while, but yeah. So like those day, I, you watch those things, and I'm like, you know what? He might have done this. You can't convict him. Mm-hmm. There's not enough evidence there. If I'm a juror, there's no way I could put in a guilty verdict with this one. That's exactly the way I feel about this. But somehow, the NFL had to make an example out of him. And here we go, back and forth, circuit appeals, two to one, jurisdictional bullcrap. It will never end until he serves that six-game suspension and the NFL can sit in their little Park Avenue office with blood dripping from their mouth, smiling. Right, and, and they don't have to meet that threshold, of course, like you have to do in a court of law. Uh, so they have the upper hand, and especially when your commissioner's judge, jury, and executioner, and until they, they uh, address this issue in the next CBA, this is what you're going to have. And, and, and it seems like the league, no matter how long it drags out, 
they ultimately win. And on the field, I think you're going to see a lot more Alfred Morris than you will McFadden. Alfred Morris has been getting a little bit of a run in some of these games and has looked really good. He's mm-hmm. slimmed down. He's just, yeah. He just looks quick. So. He had the longest run in, in was it the Rams game? Yeah. Uh, 70-some yards he had in that one. Yeah, so I know a lot of this is off the field, and, and that's important, but on the field, I think you'll, you'll see that well, lean on Morris if he's going to be out. I'm kind of ho-hum about this, this entire thing, and, and coming into the season, I felt like the Cowboys would take a step back, uh, and even more so now. Uh, but, but once again, when you're scoring 30-plus points, offense looks like it's found itself, uh, but defensively still challenged. And it is what it is. I just will sit and watch each game as they play out and not try to project forward and and, and see what this Cowboy team would ultimately look like. But offensively, no problem uh, other than, you know, the cheerleader, Terrence Williams, uh, balls carrying carrying off of him and and, and turning into interceptions. But uh, I think they can still move the ball. And and Alfred Morris, a guy who has been a beast in this league at – you know, one time or another when he was with Washington. We'll see how many carries he can get and if he can hold up. Coming up next is a team in the NFC East where things are going better for them, and he's got a new nickname. They call him Wensylvania. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It's time to ask the pros, or you could ask Brian if you ever use Viagra. Just go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you choose the brakes that are an exact fit for your vehicle. Brands you trust like Brake Best and Wagner Thermal Quiet. O'Reilly Auto Parts has the brake parts you need at guaranteed low prices. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. I saw on NFL.com this morning, I did not make it up myself, Wensylvania, mm. as the Philadelphia Eagles go into the Carolina Panthers' domain last night in a very, very hot Cam Newton and, and take them out in a, in a pretty entertaining football game. And the only thing that I see as an issue for the Philadelphia Eagles right now is their secondary. And everything else on this team is pretty sound. And the running game early on was a big question mark. But LeGarrette Blunt has been better than I thought he would be for them. Uh, and their passing game has really turned into something. And you think about Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, how he has come into his second year Woo! as a wide receiver. Zach Ertz is one of the most productive. He could. He is the most productive tight end in football right now. Now, him and Travis Kelsey, because Kelsey stayed out. Gronkowski, obviously, no. Greg Olson, you know, is hurt. And Zach Ertz has been amazing from that, that tight end position. That front seven for the Philadelphia Eagles is really good. And their record shows it right now. And they are a legit team in the NFC. It's hard to say that there's many better teams than the Eagles in the way that they're playing right now in all of football, because guess what their only loss was? Their only loss was to the best team in football, the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, on the road as well, and they played them close, and they have that balance on offense. But Garrett Blunt looks like he's shed a few few pounds. He looks outstanding. And Aguilar, what a difference a year makes. Remember how he was always in the doghouse? A lot of drops. Just a, a ton of drops. Just a wayward child a season ago. The light has gone on for that young man. And, and Wentz uh, looks to part. Uh, he, he looks as he did early last season then of course he waned uh, near the end of the season but he looks so confident and 
uh, the announcers talked about it last night. Uh, they, they talked about how uh, Peterson said last year he knew what he was doing. Now he understands why he is doing it. That's the key. Yeah, I can learn this playbook, but how, does it make sense to you? And you understand the why. Why are we doing it? Why are we calling this play like this? Why are we running this route in this manner? It's one thing to know what you're doing. It's another. And it's, it, and it's, it's so significant. It's so important once you understand why you are doing it, where you're playing offense or defense. That's when you know that light has gone on and, 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 and it, it comes. I don't want to say easy. That may be, you know, maybe not be the perfect word, but, but it becomes not as arduous a task. Uh, that being said, then your talent needs to take over as well because just because you know why you're doing something, if you don't have the talent to go out there and execute it, uh, it, it is, it's not going to happen for you. But uh, they, they look great. But Fletcher Cox, and, and I know Fletcher's been dealing with that calf injury, and we asked Hollis Tank Thomas yesterday whether or not he was going to play, and, and he wasn't so sure. But this guy, and he's been doing it not just this year, not just last year. He's been doing this for a while. If you, if you watch this division as closely as I do because of the Cowboys, of course, you are well aware that this is one of the best defensive linemen in all of the game, and he, he doesn't get his just due. That guy is a beast. Fletcher Cox is a man, country strong man. <laughs> Last night, Jim Nance yelled out after one of the many Fletcher Cox defensive plays that uh, he made last night. It's all about Cox, Fletcher Cox, <laughs> and you could hear like silence right after that. You could, I just knew that yeah. the two of them, him and Romo, were laughing. <laughs> well, <laughs> you just knew that they were. It is this is you bring that up because I'm watching the pregame of the baseball on TBS, and you've got Pedro Martinez on it, and he was attempting to say focus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds Dominican, like blank, blank yeah, us. Yeah. And, and, it, and it, that hits close to home because the cooking and washing woman, when she was studying at Aveda, yeah. the, 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 the Aveda Institute, and, and she t- told me about her attempting to say it in her Dominican accident, yeah. accent and said the the other, and then everyone in the class was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You stay away from that word. Focus trips up my, my Dominican <laughs> yeah. brethren and, and sisters. Isn't it amazing, though, yeah. how if he had intentionally said the other thing, mm-hmm. that there'd be a huge FCC fine right. all over the place, but just because his accent makes him sound like he's saying right. that, there's no problem. Exactly. That's why words, it's just the silliest thing ever. Yeah. It's just really, come on. Focus. And we're all talking. About that. Yeah. By the way, that pregame show, I put that on for a couple minutes. Boy, is that bad. Yeah. I mean, do you see, did you see the part where Jimmy Rollins, is? he gets up and he's messing with Gary Sheffield? Someone tweeted that, uh, asked him to help Gary with his yeah, suit. I know, but it was just so Because silly. Gary apparently had helped uh, Rollins with his tie. I, I would agree. Lame. It, 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 it was. I didn't. I didn't enjoy that one. That uh, group of guys as much as I did uh, a Rod and Big Poppy and those guys. But they're going overkill with the rings and all that stuff. Even on that that uh, show on FS1. Casey Stern one. too. I don't know about it. It's a, yeah. I think it's a bogus friend. But so I don't yeah. want to say anything with bogus is in here. But I just it doesn't do uh, it for me. No, I I, I I'm with you. You're the pregame show experts. That's why well, I wanted to run this by it. You know, it, it, it's okay. It was just I. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I I like Rollins. Sometimes you can try too hard, you know. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I think was going on. Yeah. There was a point where they they were doing that Rollins Sheffield thing back and forth, and Pedro was just looking at him like, "What, mm-hmm. what are you doing?" Yeah, like, what? Yeah. This is stupid. And then did you see what they, they showed Pedro feeding his chickens? And I didn't DR? see that one. No, you did. No, no, he has an ostrich too. Does he? Yes, big ass ostrich comes. What do you do with that? Do you get the eggs out of it? I don't know what he's doing with it, but uh, he the, he's feeding the chickens, and here comes this ostrich out of nowhere. Start taking all the chicken feed. 
<laughs> what a bastard. Yeah. You shouldn't yeah, be hostage. doing that. Yeah, uh, so, wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I don't know what... Uh, <laughs> what does anybody do with that? He's, that? That ostrich was focusing on uh, the chicken feet. So yeah. some sad news last night. So Luke Keekley has to go into oh, concussion protocol. Yeah. And at, at this point, man, mm. you know, there's certain guys that you start to feel really uncomfortable about watching them play football when they continue to be in these situations. And you remember last year, Luke Keekley crying yeah. after getting hurt and having yeah. a, suffering another concussion, how really heartbreaking that was. And quite honestly, you know, we had the discussion then that maybe he shouldn't play again. So I was sort of surprised when he just, like, jumped right back and he was playing again. Now, there's a couple of guys that I remember. One was Wayne Corbett, and I saw too many concussions for him when he played for the Jets. There was Wes Welker, where mm-hmm. there's way too many concussions for him. And, and now Luke Keekley's just one of those guys, man. Like, you just – I watch him differently, and I feel differently about him because of his history than most players in the NFL. I would throw two more in there. Troy Aikman. Yeah. Last year's there at the Cowboy and, and uh, Cowboys and also uh, Young. Steve Young Steve out Young, of San yeah. Francisco. I, I, I re- recall vividly a Monday night game versus the Cardinals, and they, they, they whack him pretty good, and he's – Laying out there on the field, they have to carry him off. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's. I saw that play in the replay. I was hoping it was more a lower leg uh, issue because the way he landed with one of his legs underneath him, I was hoping it was that. But, but uh, it, it was another blow to the head. And yes, you feel for him. And, and interestingly enough, I was watching his commercial. He got a pretty funny commercial uh, that's running, and uh, and and I and that always is first to mind. You know, good to see he's in this commercial. He's doing well. He's been playing well on this defense. And, and, and now he has a setback with the concussion. He's in the protocol. And, and we'll see what happens. But he's chosen to continue to play. And he's one hell of a football player. He was at Boston College. And he is now as, as a pro. And we'll see how long this, this sets him back and, and whether or not he decides that enough is enough. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that he's just not going to – it doesn't seem – like, he's thinking about it like we're thinking about it because he's wired in that football way, you know? I mean, and maybe people around him get to him and say, all right, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. But he's just one of those football players. Like, no, I'm still, listen, I'm still young. I'm going to play. I'm all right now. And you're not thinking about 10, 15 years no. down it's, the road. It's hard to do. Even uh, everything he's experienced now on the injury front, uh, you still think when you're in great shape like he is and you, you take care of your body and you're still performing, at a at an optimal level, uh, you think you're invincible, even though you've sustained all these concussions, and you think you can overcome it. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.